Hello everybody, and today I'm going to be showing you three ways to get involved in ministry when you are just starting out. My name is Enoch Leffingwell, for those who don't know me, and I am passionate about helping young people identify their talents and dedicate them to the Lord's service. I've had the privilege to be in full-time ministry for the last seven years now, and I've traveled all over the country and internationally been able to speak at churches, camp meetings, and have met some incredible people. Some of the closest friends that I have, I know through ministry. And I, if you haven't done it yet, I highly encourage you to do that. But I understand sometimes you have a desire to serve God and you wanna get started, but you don't know where to start. You don't know what to do. So I'm gonna share with you three major ways how people can get involved in evangelism. What do you do? You see the calling of God and you're convicted that what you have been learning is so life-changing you want to share with the world, but you don't know what to do. So here, here's three ways for you able, for people to do that. Number one, you start your own personal ministry. You go out there and you, um, you realize that you have a message and you want to share with others, so you're trying to figure out what your talents are. You're, you start uh, putting together content, you start producing things, and you start trying to uh, sh speak the Word of God and share with other people. Maybe speak at your church or, or speak at churches. And maybe you start a YouTube channel or a, a blog, a podcast, or you find some sort of outlet that you're able to use your talents for spreading the Word. And you start from scratch. You, you are, w what I realize is when you start a ministry, there's a lot of intricate workings to that. You are the content creator, you are the distributor, you have to understand how to be able to communicate with people so that you can grab their attention. You have to, um, you're doing all the studies, you're putting these things together, you're trying to get them in bef before the people, you're out there uh, meeting new people that you can share the gospel with because it's through the social relations that the gospel is carried to the world. Luke 2.52 says, Jesus increase in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So Jesus was a social creature and so do we need to be in order to be gospel missionaries. And um, so you're basically a one-man army. You're, you are this lone ranger and if it's meant to be, it's up to me type of thing where um, you, you just have that responsibility. So some of the benefits of this is you could just get started and you could try to figure it out. And usually, um, and some of the downsides I would say is that usually this takes a lot longer at the beginning. People don't know who you are. You don't really know who you are. You're trying to figure out your message, your style, how to speak, and yet how to distribute content. You're trying to figure out how to record things, how to how to communicate, how to meet new people, reach other people, how to communicate with others. And you're trying to put together this system. Every single intricate part of running a ministry is in your hands it's it's up to you if it's going to be taking place and you don't have mentors you might be able to call up a friend or a pastor or co-laborers that you're able to be like hey i don't know what's going on here and you, and you can do joint ventures together you can speak you could do a camp meeting together you, you can work with each other as personal uh ministries co-laboring together but you, you're not, you don't really have that camaraderie where you're like day in, day out. You're able to work with one another. That's some of the challenges with, that you have when you start a ministry by yourself. Number two, you have uh, the option to, um, to join, to be able to um, 
have a ministry on the side. So while you are out there working, you are you have some sort of secular uh, job or career or something that is producing income. And I, I like to look at life as you have 24 hours in a day. So if you break it into three parts, you spend eight hours sleeping and you spend eight hours at work generally, then this next, this third eight hours, that is your opportunity for you to develop the ministry, for you to reach out to others and how to, how to speak with other people and, and share the gospel, do Bible studies and do things of that nature. So it's kind of like the thing that you're doing on the side. And uh, so you're, you are doing part-time ministry and full-time whatever your main source of income to be self-supporting. Like Paul, he was a tent maker and he labored with um, his hands and he built tents in the evening and he preached during the day and even his business or his job is was a vehicle to share the gospel with other people. That's how in Acts chapter 17, 18, he was able to come in contact with Achilla and Priscilla and they were able to learn the truth because they were both tent makers by, by trade. And so that, that could be a way that you're able to do evangelism. And that too, it um, it's more of a safe way. It's a longer way. You have less time to be able to spend to the Lord. Sometimes um, by the end of your nine to five, you could be kind of exhausted or tired and, and you, you are kind of worn out from the day's duties. And now it's time to put on the best effort that you can to be able to share the gospel with others. And I know a lot of people do that and they do, uh, and it is a blessing and God's able to use people like that. And that's exactly what Paul did. And it's a blessing. So that's definitely an opportunity for people to be able to get involved in ministry when they're just getting started. And number three is one of the best ways that I believe. It's one of the ways where you learn the fastest and the best and you're able to do full-time ministry and it's just a life-changing experience. This is the way that I personally did it, is number three is you, you find a ministry that is already established, that is already running, and then go labor with them and find a minister who has been in ministry for a while and is willing to take someone on that they, that they can disciple you, that they can mentor you, that you can co-labor together with. See, the education that Jesus established was something called discipleship. He had 12 disciples. It was like this mentor-mentee. Uh, um, Psalms chapter 119 says, or, or actually Proverbs says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So God wants us to have counselors, people who we can counsel with, who have experience that, that we could learn from. So we're not just by ourselves. And also, 1 Corinthians 12 describes the body of Christ is not just one member, not just one organ. The challenge I see when we have a personal ministry that we are just solely the one responsible for trying to accomplish all the details that goes on with ministry is that that's not really like the body is many members. There's different organs that form together, each playing their specific part. So really a ministry is more of a family, it's a body, it's a team that is required. And rather than having all of us have each having our own different ministries or each different names, we can choose a name that we can rally together under and we can co-labor together in that, in that name and having each person having unique skills, unique talents, unique abilities that fit together to be able to accomplish more together than we ever could apart. See, TEAM is an acronym. It stands for Together 
everyone achieves more. That's T-E-A-N. And when you have a team, you're able to accomplish some amazing things. You see Paul and Timothy, they were partnered together. You have Paul and Titus, you have Barnabas and Paul, you have um, David and Jonathan, Elijah and Elisha, all these different people throughout the scriptures. You even have Moses and Aaron. God put them together by twos. He put them together, they had partners. You had the experience with the inexperience, co-laboring together, because you learn a lot that way. So for me, my story was when I was 16, I gave my heart to Christ, and I was just on fire for God. And I was studying, I was going to school, and I was studying with a lot of the, the, the um, students that whoever would listen, teachers, students, counselors on campus and off campus. I'd go to friends and families during the uh, after school. I'd go with my pastor to go give Bible studies to friends, families, uh, neighbor, the neighborhood people. I bought 10,000 books uh, to pass out to everybody within like a mile radius of where I lived. And it was, it was a really good experience. Um, and then when I was 18, life at home, the environment wasn't really the best in order to have, to develop the Christian experience. There was, um, there's a, like a smoky haze constantly going on. And there was like a lot of America's Funniest Home Video, which for me, like comedy was my thing. Like that was, I, before when I was depressed, I would just drown out my mind. I would distract my mind with comedy and just try to laugh it away. But really I was, I was sad inside. So there's constantly um, funny stuff going on on the television. There's all sorts of things in the, in the, in the refrigerator that I didn't really want to eat. And, and the, and the people that were coming over, my aunt was living with us at the time and she was drinking and she'd bring over her friends and, and she was actually staying in my bedroom. So I was sleeping on the couch. I was in the living room uh, when I was like 16, 17, 18. And so I didn't really have privacy. I liked things to be clean and it, it wasn't, it wasn't the best environment uh, to promote the Christian growth and a Christian atmosphere. And so um, I, I remember I had just put together the living room with my mom's permission. I'd rearrange it, which was my bedroom, to we got rid of the television and we put a whiteboard. The pastor helped me install a whiteboard on the wall and we had some Bible study posters on both sides. And then on the opposite of that wall was a was a tables, was chairs that people can sit in, it was like a couch uh, that people were able to sit in and they could watch and they could see the Bible study. And then in between the couch and chairs was like a tripod and a camera, where, which it was, it was really primitive. I had a Samsung Galaxy 3 and that was the best thing that I had. And I, I didn't know about these tripods. I got this hand-me-down tripod from um, that my mom got and she she gave it to me from way back when she was in high, high uh, college that was like uh, like 15 years prior to so this old tripod and I didn't know how to attach my little phone to to the tripod so I ended up going to the hardware store I bought this wing nut and I had super glue and I, I got popsicle sticks and I, I literally super glued these popsicle sticks to this wing nut and I had my phone up against the, the popsicle sticks and I got a rubber band and wrapped it around to try to hold it in place. I didn't even know that they had these tripod mounts, nor did I think that I could afford it at the time, but I was just in high school, not making anything, but I, that, that was my first camera and I put that behind the, the uh, computer. I mean, I put that behind the couch 
So, and then, um, so I could record these Bible studies and I'd invite neighbors over. I, I live 10 minutes walking distance from the high school. So students after school or during lunch period, I'd bring them over and give them Bible studies on different subjects, prophecy, Bible, uh, Christ, and um, just trying to share with anyone and everyone who would just come on, come on. Hey, can, can you come over to my house? I want to share this with you. And we'd have book reading clubs and and it was just, it was amazing, and we were record there. And some of my first videos on YouTube got over, it, it got over a thousand views, and it was just recorded with this little rinkadink gold phone and these popsicle sticks and super glue. I mean, you start with what you have. You start where you are with what you have, and you trust God with the rest. And from there, uh, the I, I started to upgrade slowly some of the equipment, but um, I had this all set up. It was beautiful, and just above the uh, couch, I remember I had um, I had mounted a television screen right above there, and I connected it to my laptop so that I could see kind of like a teleprompter that's just above the camera that I can kind of view some of my notes as I'm giving a Bible study, and it was it was powerful. I'd like write on the board, and and it, it was kind of funny. Um, it, it was great. Uh, one of my friends, Michael, he. He, uh, I was doing Bible studies with him over on Skype, doing video, video Bible study, and I told him, like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous talking to the camera. I'm going to record a Bible study in Revelation 17. Um, do you mind rather so I'm not talking to a camera if you hop on Skype with me, and that way I can give you the Bible study and then just record it? That way I don't feel so awkward. <laughs> and, he, and he was willing to do that. Praise the Lord. But, I mean, you just have to start with something. Here I am talking to the camera. I have a challenge to record a live video blog every day for seven days, for these next seven days. This is day two. I almost didn't do it. It's like, it's almost nine o'clock. I'm over in San Diego at my hotel and um, it's, I, and I almost didn't do it, but I'm, I'm recording this for you because I want to help you to be able to get involved in ministry and understand just I'm sharing with you some testimonies, some experiences, so that you can see maybe some ideas of what might work for you and how to get involved with that. So what happened was, as I had, had rearranged everything, it was set up, I was doing some Bible studies, it was great. I One day, I come home from high school, I come home from school or something, and the whole living room was packed with boxes boxes and boxes of stuff. I'm 6'2", and it was up to my chest with, in some of the places, and I was just like, the, the living room's filled, and I got this narrow walkway, I'm like, what is going on? And I'm just like, what happened? And it turns out my aunt and my mom went to an estate cell and collected all of this stuff to put on, and to bring home, to like sell on eBay or do something with, and it just like, it cluttered the entire living room that I have spent so much time cleaning and organizing and maintaining so that I'm able to be able to do these Bible studies. I'm just crushed and my heart like sank. I'm like, oh, it's like the, the one thing, the one thing I was excited about to be able to have, to be able to share the Bible with people and do ministry. And I'm just like, what do I do? And I remember I was, I was talking on the phone with the pastor and I was just like, yeah, and then there's so many boxes. I, I don't know what to do. I was doing Bible studies. And the pastor was like, well, why don't you just move into the church? And I was like, that's an option? I'm like, okay. And that night, I was there. I mean, you bet you. That night, I slept in 
um, the foyer on concrete because there wasn't really a bed or anything set set apart. I was just like, tell me no more. As long as I knew that there's an opportunity to work with the ministry, I'm like, okay, I'm there. And then the next day we cleaned out the closet and of the church. It was a boiler room closet. It was a little small thing. It's a lot. It was like maybe half the size of this this uh, Airbnb. And um, I stayed in that closet for like a year and a half before the pastor moved out to another place. And then I got the closet. I mean, I got a classroom and then upgraded. But I mean, that's how I got started. I was able to live in the church and labor. Uh, I was roommating with a pastor. And one thing that's really nice about a church is people are going there for one reason. They want God. And so when people come to visit, they want Bible study, they want prayer, they want counsel. And there's just so many great opportunities to be able to learn. And then as I'm studying, I'm able to share with the pastor, I'm able to ask him questions. Sometimes um, there, there's, I was blessed because there was these two pastors that kind of took me under their wing. They both had churches um, in, in Oregon and they just taught me how to give Bible studies, how to preach sermons. They gave me opportunities to speak at those churches once a month. And when they would travel and speak, they'd take me with them. And sometimes they'd share with me their speaking slot. And I was able to meet some of the people that they knew. And it was just, it was a great experience because I was able to like borrow from decades of experience of ministry to be able to learn how, like, how to handle some of these difficult situations or some of these Bible studies that are um, like out of my experience, out of my control, but they're there as I'm laboring with the church. I, I was doing Bible work. I was a, the, uh, one of the elders of the church and doing some assistant pastoral work over in, um, in Oregon at the time. And it was just such a great experience to be able to do that um, discipleship type experience. And, and I learned in in months what would it took in years to learn if I had to just go out and do all this on my own. So one thing that I find, and, and that's why I'm a huge advocate of this third step of how to, um, how to get started in ministry if you're just getting start, started. And, and just to do a little review, number one is go out, start a personal ministry, and be an army of one and try to do figure out everything that you need to do without too much connection with a mentor or someone who's paid the way who knows what they're doing. Number two, go work a secular job, do that for eight hours, sleep for eight hours a day, work for eight hours a day, and then the, the third eight hours a day, you can do part-time ministry and try to learn and fit ministry into the pockets of your time, and that works for some. Number three, I learned tremendously from being able to labor with a ministry that's already established, that already exists. And, and it was a huge blessing. For me, I kept my expenses low. In order to do that, you wanna make sure that you're out of debt. You have no debt, you can keep your expenses low. The only bills I had was a cell phone bill, my car, um, insurance and gas, which the Lord gave me a vehicle for ministry and provided it just when I needed it. It was amazing, I got a testimony of that. On um, on Facebook, and it's like how God gave me my 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 first card. I mean, powerful. God provides for His workers, and there I was able to pick pick these pastors' brains and learn from them, and and they introduced me to other ministers, and I've been able to um, be able to fellowship and become personal friends with these these pastors and preachers and teachers who have traveled all around the world internationally, and and just became great friends. To be able to call them up and just say, Hey, how do you do this? What do you do in this situation? And the, the opportunities to, to meet each other 
because a lot of ministry is who you know. A lot of ministry is who you meet and how you meet them and where you go. And it's and I've, I've learned a great deal through collaborating with them. And w one thing that I will give you a suggestion is when you are laboring with a ministry, you want to use your talents, your skills, your abilities for helping that ministry to grow. Because um, again, it's like the, the body of Christ is a body. There's members and organs playing a specific part and a role in the bigger picture. So you might be really good at doing video work and you can help record these things and produce the content. Or you might be very good at doing Bible studies. Like I did a lot of Bible studies in the follow-up. And um, you might be able, you might be really good at working with cars. There's some ministries I've been maintaining the vehicles and, and helping with that. And, and whatever humble role that you can do, it is the best training for evangelism that you can do is be faithful in that which is least. Luke 16, uh, 10 and 11 is one of my favorite verses. He that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful also in much. When you collabor with a ministry, be faithful. Be faithful in that which is least. Learn everything that you can. Absorb, be humble, be willing, be teachable. And as you do that, you're gonna grow. You're gonna learn more. And it's gonna be life-changing. And so um, those, those are the three ways that I would encourage people to get started in ministry. And then eventually, uh, when, you, when you learn more, you might find that the door opens to work with another ministry, and then you can go learn some new skills and, uh, and then go work with another ministry. But as you keep your expenses low, that ministry could provide for you. They could take care of you. They could provide, like for me, as, as long as I had a roof over my head, and food, then and then I was like, I, I know the foxes have holes, the uh, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man had not a place to lay his head at night. And um, sometimes, sometimes I, I would be sleeping like on a concrete floor. Sometimes I didn't have a bed to rest on, but um, but I I knew that if if I gave myself to Christ and I really committed to this journey in ministry, that I'd be able to have a more meaningful experience that at any time I could, you know, go and um, uh, start a business or work at a gas station or do something else uh, with my time. But I, I just found that it was very rewarding to be able to give, to see these lives being touched, see these lives changing before your eyes. And so I just found it was a lot more rewarding to uh, be able to collaborate together with the ministry and at that church where I, I stayed for two years my um, my housing was covered I paid for my own food and um, and I paid for my gas and 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 uh, phone bill and everything and the internet electricity I was in charge for that but I labored I worked and I worked for that church and and I, I was very active at church I was very active in the community I let out personal ministries director and, and sent out f teams of people into the field to be able to knock on doors, give out books, and, and did cooking classes once a month and integrated the church members to be able to be a part of that and grow their skills. And, and so I was really active in helping that ministry. And so we, we really, we worked together and it was a huge blessing. And I, I really encourage that if young people want to labor for the Lord, then before starting your own ministry and, and just starting out and having the burden and the stress of having all of that upon your own shoulders, consider consider joining 
another ministry, something else that is already established, and and see if, if you if they can't uh, they can't give you something that you're able to do or participate in, and and find a minister that's able to take you under their wings, and and you can grow and learn together. Because I I'll find, I could just say from my experience, I am so glad I went that route. I learned so much more than if I would have just tried to pioneer the work all by myself. It's it's totally different. So those are the three ways to get involved in ministry when you're just starting out. Let me know in the comment section below what was, which way sounds the most appealing to you, and um, I'd love to hear some of your feedback. What, um, are you currently in ministry, or have you not been, have you not been in ministry yet? Do you, are you trying to find your place? Um, I'd love to hear from you and see what kind of ministries that you have going on. Let me know in the comments. And if this was encouraging to you, then I encourage you to click share and let other people know. Because there's so many people that want to work for God, but they don't know where to start. So I, I hope that this has been helpful for you. And again, I plan on doing seven days every day doing a live video. This is day two, and you're going to help me to hold me accountable for this and I, I really appreciate this opportunity that we can talk together and share with one another because I'm, I'm excited to learn from you and I hope that these testimonies and Bible studies are prove a blessing in your life. Until next time, have a great day. God bless.